Still up shifting early. I do that so you break. Lose traction and the back end kicks out. I noticed. Look, just because you know how I ride doesn't mean you know me. Know what they say where we're from? You're boring. What up and welcome back uh, to another episode of Bill is Boring, special Fast and Furious franchise edition. Vroom, vroom. It's uh, the Bill is Boring Us, done exclusively for the graphic because it kind of made it look like the title. I did my best. I'm not very good at stuff. But I've got Dem Franchise Boys with me. Um, <laughs> we got C Breezy, Chris Brown. Hello. Chris, how are you? I'm good. Um, <laughs> excited to talk about another great film. So you're gonna you're you're spoiling your your review in the end. You're giving away giving it away. You loved it. That was I ironic. Know. I didn't enjoy it at all. Ooh, Ooh. nice irony, classic. <laughs> Bit of and, irony. Uh, Chris, um, well, I think the you're gonna hate them more and more as we go on. But I'm excited that you're on this journey. I'm I'm excited that we're here talking about it now, but when I watch each film, I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this one was really tough. It was really tough. Um, and uh, Chris, just I was thinking we're on episode six. We haven't uh, really broken it down, but basically we started this just, um, I saw you, you had a car now, and I was like, Chris, you the Fast and Furious guy? I became a you car said, guy, actually, yeah. Yeah, you became a car guy when you got that car, but then... I was just like, Chris is a car guy now. You must love Fast and Furious. And it turned out you had never seen any of them. You just owned a on purpose, version yeah. of the Tokyo Drift movie. Yeah, so you didn't watch them on purpose. Yeah, I had only heard the Tokyo Drift soundtrack. Yeah, that's it. Best movie. Um, and so we've been on our journey. And along the way, we picked up Will McLaughlin. Um, Will, you just had an affinity and a love for uh, Dominic Toretto and Familia's outfits and you really became our official drip man our drip reporter on the scene we're here it was uh it was you know it was like a fault in our stars i i landed in here after being asked to come on with the onion bags and uh somehow i've just uh sat in the back seat ever since and i've been reviewing those white tank tops on dominic fredo ever since and it's hell been- yeah this is a big movie he's got a lot of different he's looking good in this and i will we'll break it down yeah i don't look back it's tough to it's tough to uh, hold my excitement in because this has been a great one. Well, like... well, hold it in for one more second because I'm introducing the guest of the franchise. Offense, everyone else. Um, we <laughs> have baby grandfather, baby girl, baby G, Chris <laughs> Andrews. Uh, Hello, what up, man? Hello, everyone. What's, what's going on? Thanks for having me back. Does it count as being a return guest if it's different podcast yeah 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 this is a no, whole no, other world we're in another world no crossover it, this is the begin. like it's still happening in the bill's boring universe right this is the like the intro story of the spinoff to come ah very cool happy to be yeah, here spoiler alert 
So, Chris, yeah, what's up, man? How, what's going on? You're uh, living this COVID lockdown life with the rest of us. Mm. What are you doing? Uh, well, I've been watching a lot of uh, movies, including The Fast and the Furious 6, which I have never seen before. Um, Hell yeah. But we're back and we got a big old budget for this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> big old budget. Chris Chris Andrews and Chris Brown, aka Baby G and C Breezy. Mm. Um you both are such artists in my mind. Um Chris Andrews, you're you're a, a genuine artist in everyone's mind. Chris Brown, you hate movies with a budget over eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> um <laughs> Do, I, do you guys think you're going to have pretty similar opinions, like kind of knowing each other and like knowing that neither had seen this movie? I'm a, I'm a sucker for a big budget sometimes. Uh, mm, good to hear. I mean, I love, historically, I love a rom-com. Um, <laughs> yeah, respect. Yeah, and if, yeah, I don't know, if the location's budget is as big as it was for this, if we're going Whoa. to every spot <laughs> in the world, how how can it be good? True, for real. There's a lot happening. Um, so should we just get into this? This fast, fast six. Let's roll. All right. So it starts off fucking hot. Picks up where the CGI left off in the last movie. <laughs> that Charger and that Skyline. I think that's Brian's car's a Skyline. Uh, are or Challenger and Skyline, whatever, GTR and Challenger, that Dom and Brian are racing, and, you're, and they're racing down this wild road. Uh, quick shot of Brian's vans, just to let yeah. us know early in the movie. Yeah, you quickly know who he is. Yeah, uh, Chris, you want to break down this race, like this first scene for us? Which Chris? Chris, Chris Breezy. Okay, first, I am prepared with another prediction, if that's what we're doing. Oh, yes. My bad. That is a total blank on your boy's part. Great hand raise, Chris. Um, <laughs> Great use so, of the hand raising feature. Textbook hand raise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, Chris, you haven't, you haven't seen any of these movies, and it started with the first one. You wrote a prediction based off of the poster. Yeah, based off and the you've movie. you've been doing poster. it since. Yes. And you've produced better quality, like, treatments and ideas than the movie themselves. Uh, <laughs> Almost, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I guess I as the <laughs> movies go on, I have a bit more to work with because I have the knowledge of what's happened previous. So I did write a prediction for this one as well. And as always, I was completely wrong. But I'll read it to you now if you'd like. Um, yes, uh, we're ready. Yeah. It might be tricky to read because I did like a first try um, text to or speech to text with Siri as I like walk my dog. <laughs> And I haven't read it back, so I already see it's in my notes, and there's lots of red lines under words, meaning they're spelt wrong. So we're going to see. I hope someone saw you doing that from afar into your phone. I, I was doing it loud and proud through a park, so I mean, people could have thought anything. I'm just going on about Dom and Brian. <laughs> okay, so excuse it if it gets a bit fumbly, because I may be a bit lost in my own words. Okay, so Fast and Furious 6. <clears throat> Uh, Brian and his family are living a happy, content, sunny life at their new beach home. Everything seems to be finally safe and calm, just like the future they always wanted for their kid. However, this was a bit of a stretch. However, they receive a strange signal in an identified piece of mail that hints towards Dom being in serious distress. 
To further research, they get a hold of Dom and discover that he is indeed in trouble being hunted by the FBI. He begs them, however, not to come to his aid, as they would get caught as well. With no choice but to help his best friend Dom, Ryan goes ahead and sneaks away at night, leaving his wife and kid alone with nothing but a very obvious note explaining that he needs to go help Dom. Ryan drives fast and furious towards where he believes Dom could be hiding, but just as Dom suggested, Ryan is ambushed and captured. Ryan or Brian realizes that um uh whoa whoa whoa. Brian realizes that Dom was baited with news of his old girlfriend who is presumed dead to not be dead and actually alive, and that's how the FBI were able to get a hold of Dom and finally catch him. But the rock now holds Dom and Brian captive and they are left to their own ways of survival, their words. They persuade The Rock to let them go and exchange for all the dirt and information of their friends, whereabouts, hiding places, etc., and where all stolen cars can be hidden. The Rock goes behind the FBI's back initially to try and access this information by helping our two heroes out. That While doing this, he gets discovered by the FBI, and now the three of them are on the loose from the law. The three of them accidentally get roped into another gang's heist while driving. They have no choice but to either outrun the gang or assist them in the heist that they're about to perform. Now the three guys are attempting to perform the biggest, baddest heist of their life, but for no profit, only their survival. Brian's wife appears in the final moments of what looks like the end for our gang, but she saves them with teammates we've seen from previous films. They get away in a huge car chase, um... And they finally outrun the FBI and the rival gang all at once. Not bad. That was, it, it was compelling. <laughs> it, inaccurate Dude. to the plot. And then seconds later, I start watching the film and immediately see things go <laughs> the opposite way in the first scene. <laughs> you really did your best, though. But hey, that, there's your prediction. Uh, Chris Andrews, did you mm. predict this at all? Um, I had thought I'd seen this one before, but I definitely had not. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So you just, so you went in ready for Fast Seven and Fast. You were Furious Six. Yeah. Somehow um, we skipped straight from Fast Five to Fast like eight or nine, maybe in, in my <laughs> world. Hey, in the in the baby grandfather universe. But boy, am I mad uh, I didn't see this before. <laughs> <laughs> and it also this one. Career is critically acclaimed it has a 70 just to talk stats um it is a 70 percent on rotten tomatoes and a 7.1 on imdb and 91 percent wow. of google users like this film damn and chris <laughs> brown hates it and uses google oh it's just so boring okay that's not true okay i think this movie is so wild i think they really like it's they nailed it as as a as a sixth movie it's maybe like the third wow nine out of ten google users would disagree with you (laughs) yeah chris Um, i'm the one user (laughs) that's my google account so before we get into it, um, anything anyone anyone want to break down? Um, beans, or are we just going? Where we just hitting these scenes? Can I can scene I start right? off with a game that I just thought of? Yeah. Yes, please. Let's play, and I hope nobody's looked this up, but let's play guess the budget for the film. Oh okay. Oh, I haven't looked. Oh yeah, up. we're good. I have not either. 
Chris knew the budget of the last movie and quoted it, though. So. But I was looking at it on the screen because I looked it up to make nerd. a point. <laughs> but I don't uh, know this budget at all. And then you can say box office, too. So hit me with two numbers. Budget okay. Oh, okay. and then box office, just sales, not like profit. Just, yeah. Hit me. Chris, go ahead. Right off the tracks. Oh, okay, Frick. I'm trying to remember the last one. I know it was like... I'll just go aim similar. So let's say it costs... 120 million to make but they they brought in 650 million box office wow that is far bigger than i thought wow i think it's i should have i should have guessed more i should have guessed first mine would have been hilarious (laughs) okay well then (laughs) will you get to guess now okay my initial thought after before hearing that was it cost 30 million to make (laughs) (laughs) a movie 30 million dollars to buy a tank dude napoleon dynamite cost half of that (laughs) no No. sorry 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 no napoleon dynamite made was like no no money okay i'll guess i'll guess with my new and improved um concept of how much movies cost let's say it was what did you say chris 120 mil yeah but that's definitely low Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two hundred and two hundred and ten mil, and then it grossed um, five hundred and seventy million dollars. Wow. Well, it was fun knowing that you guys are both totally wrong because my guess is gonna be so accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it cost a staggering two hundred seventy-five million dollars. Mags alluded to The Rock needing a gym to go everywhere with him, oh, and they literally yeah. went all around the world yeah, for this. That's true. So, like a lot of that budget, you're right. Just hiring strong guys to move weights around. Bill, you're yeah. right, man. Strong guy budget but, was hefty. Uh, I think it, it grossed seven hundred and twenty-five million. <laughs> but I don't know that. Like, I don't know how much movies make or how much movies gross. Like, Chris, man. hit us with some answers. Well, Will, yeah. you're pretty spot on. Uh, well, first of all, budget. Someone in post production just dead ass did not finish the work because it's <laughs> one hundred and sixty to two hundred and sixty million dollar budget. So there's a hundred million dollars buffer in there. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'll, that generally means it's near the higher amount. Yeah, so we're yeah. looking at probably two hundred and sixty mil. So box office was seven hundred and eighty eight point seven. Wow. 700 wow i was close yeah, you gotta you spend money on. to make money yeah Hell yeah you're not you know what that's like a pretty good well, like, return on investment the the film industry it's a business so there's people with like storytelling abilities that enter it and struggle with the way through and then there's people that need to make money and so they figure out a way to make a scene of cars taking down an airplane yeah mm. and hell yeah that's why justin lynn's a millionaire <laughs> um so okay, let's just get that, Chris. That was a great game. Uh, well, right before we hop into it, because it's going to be friggin' fast and furious from here on out. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite outfit that like you're looking forward to discussing? Like it, that, that you're like, oh, oh, can't wait. For the entire movie, I had one thought going into this movie, which uh, in terms of the outfit, that I think you guys will agree with, that we've moved sort of out of the early two thousands. Um, with the creation of this movie, like I don't know when it was actually made, but I think like we're losing the fun outfits that we were seeing in, you know, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, 
uh, the fast, the fast, the, the furious. Got those on fire boots. Yeah, so we're not. <laughs> yeah, she did. Uh, so we're not seeing as much like out there clothing, but we're seeing some pretty hefty drip for sure. And <laughs> yeah, this movie is heavy in it. I it is like it. It is heavy drippage. I would say my favorite outfit of the whole film was probably Dom's final scene outfit, which was his classic white uh, tank top, but yeah, with an added accessory right. of the nice Dickies work shirt over top of it with a Toretto. With the, yeah, uh, I was thinking about that. Just like the Tej in the last movie. Yeah, it, that, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that really got me going to the extent where I was thinking, you know, if, you know, this podcast goes crazy. Should we order a few of those shirts for the boys or what? I don't know. Oh, I don't think man. it has to do with the podcast. Though, <laughs> I think, we I think should, we're just doing that. I think we should get some Tor- Toretto Dickies shirts and start wearing them uh, and just hitting engines with wrenches. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. That would be yeah. sick. I'm looking forward to it. So now we, you have to wait the whole movie to, to even see that. about that sick fit. Um, that final scene too, They when he had his white on again, like... They yeah. brought back the Coronas too. They it felt yeah. like we were back in episode here's the one. Thing. They they purposely for sure. I guess this movie beforehand not as much drinking as other movies for sure. In like the throughout the whole thing, uh, mm-hmm. but way more they, fist fighting though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way better and all. But a uh, yeah. they they definitely like withheld the Coronas until the end because people are starting to catch on the Coronas means happy and the white. Hank means happy. People are tracking this. You're right. Yeah, for sure that was a conversation going on. True, yeah. Um, Okay, so, I mean, this is a wild ride. I had a terrible viewing experience watching it in 20-minute, like, (laughs) sections throughout the day. Whenever I had time. And, uh, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'll probably watch it again. I'm not going to, not before we're done doing all of this. But maybe. Uh, okay, let's just get into it. So, uh, the, it like starts off hot as hell, fast and furious. Dom and Brian are racing down the roads. And you're like, fuck yeah. They raced like at the end of this last movie. And so it's like picking up right where they left off. Psych, it's nine months later or, I don't know, approximate time between Mia finding out she's pregnant. And she's having her baby. And uh, so at the hospital. Um, and so... Vin is, uh, this is where we find out, like, he's been, like, shacked up with um, the police officer from Brazil from the last movie. Dom, you mean. Yeah, Dom was. Did I say? Oh, sorry, Vin, Dom. Yeah, my bad. Um, And then it's just kind of like, um, like a sick intro, right? Like, it's just that heart, like, Brian's a dad now. Mm -hmm. Dom's hooking up with Brazilian police officers. Let's see that Fast and Furious intro. Also, something that I did notice in the outfit uh, game was that uh, the cop was matching Dom with the white uh, tank top off the bat, which was very cute. Because so, they were both happy. <laughs> they you know, both she happy. saw that and emulated it. Yeah, it was awesome. So the, the intro was sick. It was just like highlights of all the, the cast um, from all the other movies they've been in. It was a little nostalgia trip. It was good. Yeah. What do you think, seeing that breezy? Um, I liked it, and it actually made me miss the other films because I missed those first couple, and obviously Tokyo Drift because they just had that charm of being a, like way older. They didn't yeah. have the superhero plot yet, 
they, they the most exciting part to be in Nos. yeah the most exciting part of those films was the like the one or two like drag races you get to see and then now we're getting all sorts of stuff and just when you think you're going to see a drag race in this film they end up doing turns and all sorts of crazy stuff <laughs> oh yeah i definitely thought uh letty and um dom were gonna drag race and yeah then... i was hoping for it also luda looking like looking good off the bat that guy wow showing off the six pack also, oh yeah that was luda hot you're like speaking spanish yeah that was that, that looked that looked difficult at times but wait he's six Spanish. Pack. No, he's rich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he hired a Spanish tutor yeah. and like uh, I don't know, maybe picked up some Portuguese and I don't know if that lends to Spanish. But Mia's apparently super good at speaking every language. We've decided. <laughs> so, um, Chris, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this aspect of the franchise that we discovered in Fast Five. Uh, as he's become a superhero movie, every character needs a superpower. And they're mm. already all, they can't all have driving really good. So like Dom and Brian, they're both, they're, their superpowers are driving and they have backup other things. But everyone else, they're they're like backup level drivers. Backup level are super drivers. And then like, they've all got these other skills. And Mia is fluent in any, any language with brief amounts of studying. Mm. Desirable superpowers. That's the lore we've, yeah, it's the lore we've created. What is, um... um... What is Brian's superpower other than just being a father now? Oh, uh, he's super good at fighting like a snake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good question. I think it's being like, he's the one that works these sweetheart FBI deals constantly. Yeah, he just keeps playing the I used to be a cop card and that kind of helps a lot. He also plays to like the non-muscle car viewers, I think. That's his superpower. He's, he, he likes imports. He loves the imports. So, boom, we're in Moscow. Um, <laughs> boom. And, and the movie's on, and it shows Hobbs right away. So, thank, thankfully, The Rock's back. And even more thankfully, he trimmed down that goatee. Yeah. He still got it, but it's, his, his, he doesn't look like a supervillain anymore. And it's, it's because now he's not the villain. He's, he's friends You're with right. Dom. Right? He let him go in the last movie. Um, and so, there's... Um, we're introduced to Riley Hicks, who's a super tough. Um, she is she FBI or Interpol? She she's of that ilk. She works with Hobbs, and she's um just like the super tough lady that is in the Mandalorian as like a shock trooper or something. Yeah. Uh, and um, The Rock says like, oh, this this kind of stuff could only be done for by one team in the world, and it like shows like a car just like sticking out like the eleventh floor of a building. And um, we're like, yo, obviously they're talking about our dudes, but they all retired and rich. What up? <laughs> um, and then it got cut, they're, they're like, oh, Interpol caught the guy. We got him. And it goes into Interpol and classic switcheroo coming up right here. For sure. When I knew this was coming. So like when you saw the rock going into that interrogation room and you saw like Dominic Toretto sitting there, how did you guys feel? He was wearing white, so I knew he was feeling pretty happy. <laughs> True. But I also, I had a pretty good idea that it was not going to be our boy. You didn't mm. see the gotcha coming? No, I did see the gotcha coming. You did see it. Because it wasn't Chris, a tank Chris top. Brown, it, was a, it was a t-shirt. It wasn't a tank top. True. 
Um, so basically, The Rock just then, um, like he 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 needs to find Owen Shaw. That's the first mention of Owen Shaw, who's the uh, orchestrator of this villainy and this card launching into the side of a building. Yeah. More of that to come. Um, and I think like The Rock is just like honestly he obviously been working out like he throws this guy that's 250 pounds from a chair into the ceiling yes with one hand um and then but it was just i was watching that i was like oh the rock is just completely abusing his power as a police officer and that is fucked up yeah he's been hanging out with this gang too much where they just act crazy (laughs) killing people all the time like they can just get away yeah. with it. Now he does the same thing. He throws the guy so hard into the wall, it breaks the tiles. <laughs> oh, man. He destroys that guy. And Yeah. He, he, so the Rock just brutally beats up this guy. And then uh, the Ry- Riley Hicks, his, uh, his buff assistant. I like how they really trim the fat on this one compared to Fast Five. There's not like just a bunch of like random extras in every scene. It's like just the Rock and just these like True. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was nice. It felt like tighter. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of tighter, um, The Rock's shirts in this film fit him like a tattoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Under Armour was Definitely. looking good for sure. Same size shirts as the last movie because they ordered in bulk, but he's yeah. just put on. <laughs> yeah, he's even bigger. <laughs> was Lord he strictly God. Under Armour in the last one too? Yeah, I think yep. so. They did take a sharpie to the logo, but. Yeah, well, Black they got the rights on this one. Yeah, baby, they dumbed it down. But then, so the, the rocks just like, oh, he said something cool. Uh, but then he goes, if you want to, uh, if you want to catch wolves, you need wolves. And then, uh, boom, we're at Dom's house. And um, and sorry, I just yes. need you to talk about my first note here. This yeah, is please. where he's uh, they're cuddling in the morning, right on the bed. Big belly button shot, yeah. That's what I have written down is Vin belly button. Me, me too. <laughs> I have Vin belly button dash like a snake, snake charmer. Well, just my... like drew you into the screen. It's just like sitting there, and it's like I could not pay attention to anything else. I miss yeah. that. I just have. I just wrote down like Vin wakes up and immediately starts drinking beer. Yeah, Corona. <laughs> yeah, starts chugging a Corona as he heads outside. And uh, I don't know, this might be the fully, like, the first, we don't see him fully shirtless, but, like, I don't know if we've ever seen him not in a tank, like, not with at least a tank on. Right. So, which is, I don't know, maybe big. But then Hobbs shows up, and um, he needs Dom's help. And he's, like, a real dickhead about being, like, you're going to help me. Here's why, fuckface. And, like, <laughs> shows her a picture of his dead wife. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But then it's like a nice reveal of like Dom's bigger now. Like whatever size he was in the last movie, he filled out all that extra fluff with muscle, and he's just huge in this. Yeah, which is great because I think he becomes a superhero. Yeah, <laughs> but he still um, looks so that, tiny compared to The Rock. Yeah, yeah, The Rock's just The Rock's got a huge head too. It's so big. Like, yeah, he just, the rock just looks like a caricature of like um, um the rock from the nineties. No, the rock looks like a caricature of Dom. <laughs> they were describing him, and, yeah, but with a goatee. Um, 
and so so we find out that letty is back after that teaser from the last one she's part of this job that um the shaw type fellow was committing and so now we're like uh oh like movies on and uh this is a great montage chris i know you hate montages but uh, this is the one where uh, we're catching up with the crew. How have they been spending their money since uh, well, like six months ago? I'll explain. This kind of a montage is great because it's bringing us up to speed on what we need to know, that everyone's getting involved. Oh, but it's not a – you just don't want to see people improve themselves to music. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I don't want to – there's a big hurdle in the way for them. They need to change or get better at something in order to do what they need to do. So two minutes later with music, they're ready. True. You hate going to gyms and just yeah. seeing people like working out with headphones in. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the montage here is actually really, it's funny. It's sick. So it cuts through quick. We see Roman on a plane. I'll, I'll just list these off and then you guys can break them down. We can break them down. But so it's Roman's on like a private jet with a bunch of models. Ted's just somewhere with a race car, like just the craziest looking car. Um, Han and Giselle um, are in China, and um, and then all their phones start to ring at the same time. Like it shows Giselle, and then it cuts back to them all like, answering their phones, and it's Don. And they're just they, you don't know, you don't hear who it is, but there's like, yep, word, I'm on the way. Like, yeah. which they know Dom has obviously this huge power, like we saw it in the last movie. They traveled all like under fake passports to another country where they're like, they're wanted criminals. So if these fake passports don't work, they're going to jail. And, uh, Dom's like, Hey, you want to come hang in Rio? And they're like, on the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did it feel seeing all these catching up with the team? It was, uh, I think I, I guess I totally jumped the mark, but seeing, uh, the six pack on Luda was pretty nice. The race car, that was pretty awesome. Ooh, hell yeah, it was. Dude, he was, but this, look, he's looking. Was he looking that good in the last film, or did he work out as well? No, he must he, have been working out for sure. Left up for sure. Yeah, you're looking at the block. Come on. Yeah. Does man. Does Luda not own that garage anymore? Like that was his big thing he wanted to do. I thought we'd see him at the garage. Yeah, I think he's on vacation. I guess it's at most nine months later, right? Like, yeah, but Mia right. looked pretty pe- pregnant at the end of the last movie. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, maybe he just like. Uh, it turns out when you're super rich, working on other people's junk's not fun. I'm out of here. What I didn't understand. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. What uh, What I didn't understand was when they were in China and Han and Giselle, right? That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, why it took like an army of police officers like pulling out their guns on them for her to throw it on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that didn't make sense didn't, but lots of cool now, gunshots now that i'm thinking of it that makes zero sense going into the, the rest of the movie like why did that happen yeah we don't know what those two have been up to but for sure it's crime absolutely it's definitely crime, they sure. really need this fast and furious pardon deal yeah yeah they spent um, they spent all of their money very quickly and i don't know what tej tej obviously became super duper smart or um you know is just more okay with committing huge crimes. Um, he just blows up an ATM from pushing a button on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it's not, it's like perfectly just shooting money into the air. Like yeah. it, it's before he blew it up, he made a small withdrawal from that same ATM. Like we see him 
when this shot starts, he's like making like a withdrawal of like twenty bucks oh, or something, yeah. and then he blows it up. He's like, "Yo, you're not taking this stuff, but you can have the rest of it." But first, <laughs> he gets like enough for a latte, and then he's like, "Boom!" Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Classic Tej drinking lattes. Uh, and so the gang is in. Cuts to Brian's house. They've got little baby Jack. Um, I thought it would be like I thought he was gonna be named after Vince or like um. The kid that got gunned down on the front lawn in the first movie. Oh, wait, good call. Wait, what's that guy's name? Is it? I can't remember. That was just you and I, Chris. Um, but Man, that like dweeby looks, looking guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he bets his dad's car and loses and just doesn't come back. Yeah, he just ditch it. Um, but so they they're there with the little baby and he's looking. That baby looks so angry. Dom comes in looking beefy and thick. Um, Brian's not drinking a Corona because he's not a Corona guy. And uh, Brian just brings up that, like, all this nice stuff, being rich, whatever, it's it's fine, but it's not as good as just being in shitty L.A. <laughs> uh, um, and then Mia, me Familia, all together, um, Mia needs the bros to work together to get Letty because she, she can't have them split up. You know, she knows that her... Tr- Brian's true love is for Dom. And without Dom there, Brian's not there and she knows that. So they're in it. This is someone this is where it's like shit's ramping up fast. Yeah. And Dom's wearing a blank tank now. A black mm-hmm. tank rather. Yep. Yeah, he's grave. He's serious. Yep. Um and then oh. Siri just opened on my phone. Stop <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> um so, boom, we're in London, in, like, the techest room ever. Uh, whole crew is there. There's just, like, a million TVs all on stands, looking nice. The Rock is, like, I've written down 61% bigger than Fast Five. I don't know if that's accurate. Um, Hans is still eating, and... Um, yeah, he is still snapping. And so, like, obviously he's still struggling with his, like, uh, his habits and addictions and stuff like that. So, I mean... I thought Giselle would take a more positive influence in his life. <laughs> uh, Did you notice uh, he there's eats like, the? Sorry, sorry. Did you notice he eats the the nuts in his hand? Like he eats almonds. Like, have you seen the memes about like how white people eat almonds and they just like sort of roll them in their hand like they're dice, and then like <laughs> one up individually? It's so funny. It's the only thing I could think about when he's snacking. <laughs> he does do. Speaking uh, of snacking, then the uh, the vending machine blows up because he yeah. doesn't know what a dollar looks like. They also have all this tech yeah. ass equipment, and then they have two really old looking yeah. vending machines. <laughs> vending machines. And so, wait, this is like a them. secret base for them or something. And then there's a Coca Cola merchandiser who comes in each week and tops up the vending <laughs> machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> just come just topping it up. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, so like, this is just this scene with this, yeah, this crazy tech room and like, um, they, the rocks basically like, Hey, this guy's building something that is so much sci-fi mumbo jumbo that it's going to just melt the whole world. It's super bad. And we need your help finding them. And, um, he shows the pictures of, uh, Letty, I think. And then Brian, you know, this is what, but this is Brian's superpower. This is what he does best. He demands that full pardon, like, oh yeah, a Fast and Furious deal. He's like, yeah, you know, you're coming to the deal with the big boys. You gotta clear our records, no matter how crazy of crimes we've committed. 
scot-free to drive right. to you. Which is and, a, and I love it. This is where we get the first mention of, like, they're a family, and they're going to, like, that's how it's going to be no matter what. Yeah, I think I think they really started to lean into that one, like, in the, like, the seems like Fast 4 was, like, the, the restart of these, of the franchise. Yeah. And that's, like, yeah, they're just ramping up more and more that they're a familia. Well, I had it in my notes that, like, the emotion in this entire film was way more than any of the other ones like it was a few times where i was like feeling it man. did you cry i cried i almost cried i'm not even kidding <laughs> when when did you almost cry well it's way down the line but it's uh, a scene where han's holding out his hand you know oh yeah oh. when giselle, when giselle oh, falls, man. Man. dude i I, sw- I swear i almost shed a tear <laughs> wow damn doesn't it? But you already know that Han's dead, so is that yeah. why you were able to hold back? Uh, yeah, uh, I think I I saw like what his life was gonna turn into after that with DK, and I was like, oh, all right. That's why it's a drift king. Makes Donkey sense. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so basically, yeah, that deals on the table, and it cuts to like the crew and um, uh, what's his face. Hobbs, The Rock, and then they're they're the they're at like Shaw's nighttime hideout, and that guy that The Rock like beat up so badly and like smashed tiles with, like he treated that guy's body like a hammer, and um, mm-hmm. that guy's like, oh yeah, sure, I'm down to go in there wearing a wire for you guys, like, <laughs> which I would not be willing to cooperate with for sure, um, but he goes in and. Um, it turns out, like, we find out who Shaw is. He's a suave, bad boy, British lad, um, which was nice. Will, when you saw it, you're like, okay, new baddie. Because, like, Reyes was just, like, almost like a, like a stereotype of, like, a bad, like, drug guy, right? Yeah. Well, and what, did you, did you see Shaw coming like this? Well, I never saw, haven't seen, I didn't see this movie either, and I, I have known what they've turned into, and I, was really expecting Jason Statham to be Shaw. I, I was really confused when it showed the other guy and everyone was yeah. calling him Shaw. That was my first thought. So the wow. uh, so, so much more to come for you. It, yeah, I'm really. I'm honestly probably gonna uh, screen Fast Seven tonight, man. After all this crew. Wait, does Dude, at some well, point got a week. Jason Statham become Shaw? Or is well, he must you know, because like are they brothers? Movie? Are they brothers or something? Ooh. Yeah, so in this movie, when when Shaw goes, my brother told me about like to have a code or whatever. Oh, uh, that's cool. uh, that that's a like he's talking about uh, Shaw. Yeah, I did, I did, uh, I did like this new guy, bad guy a lot though. But yeah. Jason is in this movie. Yeah, he's Shaw. At the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's at the end. Yeah, in, in the end credit, credit, after credit yeah scene. dude i hope yeah. you guys started staying for those end credit scenes well they showed him a bit quicker you. this time we yeah were all, we were all ready true true but every superhero movie has them yeah yeah true we were in so um so we're there we're at shaw's hideout um and like so t- shaw's like hey oh you didn't tell him anything okay cool here's your money to his uh the snitch that the rock beat up um and then just gets into a race car that looks insane yeah it looks like something you built out of like connects <laughs> <laughs> yeah playmobil 
And uh, so he gets in there, and it like this this it's like a Formula One car that's just like a just a pure roll cage, but the front is also a ramp. Yeah, uh, I was a big fan of that car. I liked oh, it too. Cool. Yeah. It, it felt like cute. I was watching Batman. Yeah, dude, I literally have down. Is this the Dark Knight? <laughs> Great. Yeah, the tunnel chase scene. I was like, oh, Batman. It was just like boom, 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 and there. Yeah, so Shaw uh, leaves a explosive in this uh, snitch. Um, snitchy boys like bag of money because mm. but also shot like if you're just gonna like if he's gonna open it it's just gonna be an explosive you don't have to put the money in there yeah you know <laughs> like just put a bunch of phone books or something right yeah. um <laughs> but so it's like the crew is walking and i noticed this like when they're like all suiting up to get into the bmws they all put their guns like behind their back like in like their waistband and i'm like you're about to drive a car that seems it seems like it would be so uncomfortable and inconvenient. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. It just, that was just, it was right there and I saw it. It felt like. I don't know. They're probably used to it. They're living this life of crime. That's where you hold your gun if you're a crime person. I'd for sure have like a sexy thigh. They probably have, yeah. Yeah, you would. You would have a, a nice, sexy thigh holder. That'd be awesome. Whipping around on my motorcycle, just thigh holstered, but in there's like a bunch of. Like, vroom, social. vroom. <laughs> Oh man! Imagine a thigh cup holder for the motorcycle. Wow, uh, would that work? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna take off, guys. I gotta do some 3D printing for some skittle. <laughs> uh, so, I liked the chases in England because roads are thinner. You got a little like the black cabs everywhere. It was cool. And was this the one where they kind of recreated the Shibuya Square scene, or is that later? Yeah, That's they go. Th- That's between the race. Yeah, yeah. that is in the race. But they uh, go through, I think, Piccadilly uh, Circus or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of wild driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, for Chris Andrews, first like, first real car chase of the movie. What do you, uh, what do you think? And what did yeah. you feel? <laughs> what did you feel? Um, How did you feel about it? Well, it's kind of like a double double whammy, right? Because like at one point, they're like, "Oh, this is the rendezvous point," and it's like Piccadilly state circus station they're going about the roundabout and then the other crew sort of like merges in with them and i was like that's convenient they must have like timed that down to a t- <laughs> <laughs> uh chasing is tight but the ramp thing i thought was so corny because it's like you see it right there you're gonna drive straight into it but i mean <laughs> hey that's just me but um <laughs> yeah tight race overall also, like, just, yeah, with that ramp thing, like, we've all, like, hit ramps on, like, skateboards or bikes or whatever, and, like, I've never been sent 11 stories, and I'm trying to jump off the ramp as high as I can on purpose, like, <laughs> and these cars, they hit the ramp, like, the car is going, I don't know, the race car is going 140, a regular car is cruising doing 60, that's and uh sorry i just had a huge realization that's why the car was in the side of the building in like the first scene yeah uh-huh yeah because because of these crazy cars that's how it's like ooh, yeah oh yeah there's deep intellectual <laughs> i mean it snuck well, past me uh, like a damn ninja so, so uh one thing i think is funny is when hobbs and uh hicks are like they're cha- at the beginning of the scene and they're all driving along and hobbs and hicks are like in his uh huge truck and Shaw rips by, and she's like, "That's Shaw." And it's like, "Yeah, no one else is driving a like a, a Formula One car through yeah. the streets, long, like purposefully hitting people." 
Yeah. Uh, I was super hyped on the whole rate, like the chase, actually. I thought it was cool and it felt different than the other ones until um, Hobbs jumps off of like yeah. <laughs> an overpass. No, they're yeah. going so fast. I don't know how high he is. And he, he jumps, he risks his entire life, the entire mission, which means the entire world, if this guy were to get away. And luck, of course, he lands and then he falls off. But I just thought it was the most dis- Wait, insane decision. That was your least. That was your line too. That was your least favorite part of that chase. Yeah, that was my favorite. That was my favorite part of that chase. <laughs> no, dude, he falls off and then spits. Do you remember? Do you see that spit? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Spit. That was a nice spit. You know, I I didn't like it. There was many. No. There was many many jumps in this movie that really. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm in a different mood today watching this flick, but I was Dude, loving here's the thing, man. When I loaded up this Netflix to watch this film and the thumbnail, it, I'll describe the thumbnail to you. It's a car <laughs> driving down a road and there's a tank like <laughs> a two lanes over and yeah, we're man. literally watching, I think it's Brian. He's completely, this is the thumbnail. He's starfished in the air in yeah. like five feet above both vehicles, just soaring as if he's flying. Yeah, it's super and I just, movie. I had to let out a deep sigh and then hit play. <laughs> no, just in, so in Home Depot. Uh, yeah, I knew there was going to be some jumps after I saw that crazy thumbnail. Yeah, go back so, and watch the Chris, spit, dude. It's insane. We just saw that car, like the Batmobile car, take bullets like it was no thing. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to jump on it. I'll probably stick my <laughs> fist through the windshield. I'm gonna just <laughs> <laughs> a thousand rounds. You're right. See. Uh, I don't understand uh, how the man in charge can make these crazy decisions. Because he's Captain America. He got yeah, like jumps really down, and I'm like, oh, this is just the same CGI footage of Captain America jumping onto something. Like, yeah, he he just jumps and is like perfectly like skydive posed while falling off of a bridge onto another car. I think there's like, a template that like um, special effects designers use for that shot where they just drag in like the color palette <laughs> for the character, what they're wearing, and it'll just make it <laughs> whatever they need. <laughs> but yeah, he, so yeah, Chris, he like jumps off the, like, it's like an overpass bridge. So it's like at least two stories or something like it's super high. He lands on that car and then like Shaw does some, driving and he just rolls off and yeah. like and shoots this gun as if the guy's not going 140 miles an hour yeah. like yeah like, he rolls one time like, just so you know will like the fact that you love that i that makes me really happy because I, I like how we can have the opposing views on it oh that was yeah man i was loving that jump was i think i went <gasps> you were genuinely genuinely concerned that they would take the rock out of no i have been been 25 minutes in no i knew he was gonna be okay man but i was really into it and i really he he snaps his neck as it smashes into the cage yeah (laughs) oh my god the whole that i do have to agree with everyone that first chase was really good they, uh, the hockey puck stopping the car. That was new, cool. New take on the Ooh. too fast, too furious, like plunger thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Brian, that's why Brian saw it coming. He did that sick Tokyo drift to just scrape the puck off his bumper. So sick, yeah. dude. But, London's um, DK was not mad about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Brian, I'm surprised I'm here with three skater boys, and you guys, none of you brought up that a Brian's wearing Vans, and they're they're really showing these Vans throughout the movie. Oh, that was my well, first note. 
I did bring it up last movie that he switched. Yeah, from, we talked about switched from Puma, Puma to Vans, but he is a all black, white stripe, high top boy. Mm, yeah, which and is a good his look. car. His car does a legit full kickflip. Like <laughs> when oh, he, he gets hit by the girl in the uh, like I think her name's like Seg or something dumb. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the dumb. lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's vague. So yeah. my mistake. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, she hits his car and it does a full like perfect flip. And I was like, "Ooh, hell yeah!" It's gonna show him landing it. Classic skater boy. Brian's got to always get get his cool like car jump off. And then uh, it cuts to him just in his car and his car's rolling in a horribly like other direction. Mm. <laughs> and it's just you're like, "Oh, Brian, you're fucking up, man!" Like that was a it was wild. I'm pretty sure Roman died. Like then they're like. When Tej and Roman are driving, Roman's car like dies and just turns into a building, and then like flips over a bunch as it destroys the main floor. Hmm. Like, yeah, cast is thinning out quick. The Rock would be dead. Roman's dead. Brian's dead. Absolutely, those uh, crashes look graphic, especially so, the one going through the bank. It was insane. You know, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I wild. saw those vans, though, as soon as I clocked them. I was like, oh, I have those same ones in the closet. Paused the movie, went and laced them up, just sat on the couch the rest of the movie with my vans. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> he grabbed a wee, Dude, a wee wheel. <laughs> yeah, and just pretended I was uh, Brian. That's sick. Uh, uh, so this is where we find Letty is back and is alive because she shoots Dom and then dips. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was wild. And then we're just back at HQ. You know, everyone's fine due to their heroic nature but dom is just so sad also taking yeah. a bullet out of himself sad alone in a dark room yeah <laughs> yeah which you bullets think can't affect these guys you would think that they have someone that could take that bullet yeah. for him that's what i thought too you're working for like a super high level of government mm, yeah well and if it's like this idea that if this guy gets the thing to make his doomsday device and the whole world goes down you would get like um you get more people involved. Yeah. Like I know it's not meant to be known that these criminals are the ones having to do it, but wouldn't you at least get them like a medical team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole world, like, right? Like Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's like an NBA team has like people that like give them like players treatment, you know, and make sure that they're performing their best for the game. But they're yeah. like, Well, you guys have to do like the most insane stunts to just save this micro trip. Yeah, here's a vending machine. I'll shoot open for you. Do you know what they? Do you know what they did have though? They didn't have the medical team, but they definitely had a deal with Nos Energy Drink because the table behind um, the, the same scene where Don was Don was doing his little healthcare routine. The whole table behind Han was filled with a graveyard of Nos cans. Like they were Ooh, chugging oh, yeah. for the mission. Yeah, somebody, yeah, they need that juice. So uh, then we're over at Shaw's HQ next. And it just, he's kind of like, here's the crew. We got to get to know them. And they flick, they throw through everybody's thing. It's Everybody's got recent pictures except Tej, like Luda. It's his <laughs> picture from Too Fast. And it's the same picture they showed in Fast Five, which is just like, we get it. He looks awesome with a fro, but yeah. he's a current picture. Yeah. He's buff now. You're doing him a disservice. Very <laughs> true. Um, so it's like this woman kind of find out Letty has no memory that's why she shot Dom that's why she's committing these crimes instead of hanging out committing American crimes yeah um, <laughs> and, and then it's back to HQ This is and like 
they're just breaking down like all the tech of the car and like all this stuff. And it's just like the rock is just looking at everybody kind of, um, talk about this one, like the, what do they call it? The ramp car. Yeah. Like the, and they just start, all I wrote down was these guys like cars a lot. Cause yes. I couldn't even keep up so much car jargon. <laughs> But they only switch into that sort of like mode of talking that like that one time, I think they're just like, this one goes out for their car guys. This next 30 seconds this is for you. And then they just like stop talking about it all together. Yeah. Every, yeah. yeah. Every character. It's like you get one super detailed line. You get three weeks to learn it. Yeah. Nail it. yeah. And uh, so then um, they, they need to get cars that don't have any uh, CPUs in them. So they can't get uh, hockey pucked and shut down. Um, and so Luda's like, Ooh, leave that to me. And, uh, so Tej and Hobbs are at like a fancy pants, London car auction. And the like the maitre D is like just a super racist dick. Yeah. <laughs> I might have yeah, to... the help. The help goes in the back. I might have to jump. Yeah. He, seriously. The, uh, the drip correspondent might need to jump in this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is big. This is where we see. This is where we see non crew members. This is where, yes, but also where we see, um, Hobbs with sleeves on with like mm, a, which is a real shame a, a zip up a zip up uh what looks like some like a golf attire zip up no hoodie sweater and it looks so wrong on his body that it's so uncomfortable to watch this scene he just looks he doesn't look comfy he, does, he doesn't have his regular swagger obviously he just got you know thrown apart by this weird guy in his three-piece suit which was a nice three-piece suit i do have to say as the drip correspondent was looking good in that um yeah he was looking nice but, but he was just such a dickhead that's all i wrote down yeah he this was, a, guy big, was a, dickhead. He was a big dickhead which they got back at him uh, a few minutes later when they told him to take his shirt off and pant give it to hobbs which was pretty awesome um so uh sorry go ahead will i just couldn't get over it the sweater that he was wearing. It just looked really uncomfortable. The rock. He just looked too buttoned. And he like needs like, you need to see some of his pecs at all times. Yeah. Rock, the human triangle well, usually. And now you can't even, when you get that buff, it's like, do you need to keep wearing shirts? I don't think you do. Absolutely. I not. mean, as someone that's equally as buff. Um, yeah. There's some, <laughs> yeah. Some places they just don't want you baby oiling up in their bathrooms. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. But that's why you don't cast The Rock for a movie set in London. You, you don't want to see him in a sweater. There's, there is some chilly chilly evenings that you have to put a sweater on. Exactly. It's usually raining oh. and cold, yeah. Yeah, him in like a nice, oh. like, Arteryx, uh, you know, rain jacket would be a whole nother level. Cheaper. Yeah, ooh. that would be, ooh. Just like, a, I could, in like one of those swaggy full zips, like an all black, like, North Face style, like, bomber or like raincoat that's like zipped up with the tight hood you know yeah. imagine the rock the size he is dressed like a real swagger boy no they don't make it for him i don't think it would fit him it could just be a bunch of like custom-made stuff made out of leftover fabric <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty nice um and so while this is going on the, the racist dickhead auction um <laughs> the uh there's like a weird grappling hook scene yeah where, uh, i didn't Han understand this scene what didn't you understand about it, Chris? Well, I just didn't get it. So Han and Roman and the girls, they, they find this courtyard where a man is practicing using weapons. And they stand closely watching him. But, and then there's like the funny, um, 
the funny line or like interaction when they get offended by what the girls say but up until then it just seems so bizarre it's a it seems class it seems like this classic fast and furious thing where they're like we got to find this one guy. And there and he is. Like, of course you can find this guy. What he's doing is so blatantly related to the crime that you're researching. Yeah. He's in the like, train yard. Yeah, he's just there. <laughs> like, they don't seem far from their base. Yeah. But also, like, um, you, you know, they had to put in that line. And it's like, oh, this is the fifth guy we've researched. They, they say that right, when they yeah. all yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this was not just coincidence. Like, we've been to four other places, I swear. This guy? Uh, but... This guy also felt like uh, it was. It felt for me like a throwback to that guy from uh, Fast Four. You know, remember this that? This ain't your shop no more, cuz. This ain't your scene no more, cuz. The one, no, the that guy, guy with the, 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 the foot fetish guy, Dwight. Oh, yeah, yeah, his name is Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looked so much like Dwight, but the English version. Oh no, I was thinking he he reminded me so much of the sketchy mechanic from the beginning of Four, who Dom like rips from under a car oh and yeah yeah on the hood with the sweaty beanie yeah that guy yeah because <laughs> yeah. that guy is like that's the mechanic that they need to find in that one and he oh. looks just like that so like they just need to find the british version of that guy yeah good shout no i thought it was the foot fetish cowboy hat wearing guy from uh the race <laughs> i only know one thing about dwight and that it's import beats muscle every time yeah every time every time um and so, uh, what do we go? Yeah, they're just like super mean to this guy. And he, he's like, okay, I'll tell you what you want. But then it turns out he's a little dickens. And um, he snitches on the girls um, and calls in Shaw. Meanwhile, back at HQ, The Rock and Tej are um, receiving like probably the nicest cars we see in the whole franchise. Just all these like super duper sick classic cars like of all different varieties and then uh, they make the uh the racist dude strip which i thought was nice and um sent him on his way yeah he needed to get out of there yeah all the way down to his watch yeah also it's a super secure um like government facility that's like trying to solve the biggest problem in the world they don't have a, like a healthcare team, but they do allow this guy in to just <laughs> humiliate him. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was nice. Um, and so back at like, um, yeah. So this is when the weird guy snitches on the girls, and um, uh, Dom and Dom and Brian go up to a pawn shop because they're like they find out that this is the only pawn shop that sells this kind of gun. <laughs> And because um, Dom is so good at just knowing crime stuff, you know, he's just like the best detective in the world if he wasn't committing crimes. Um, <laughs> and, and so they they go into this um, yeah. this pawn shop, and Dom just beats the crap out of three guys so fast. <laughs> It's really nice. I may, have missed, I may have missed something there. Like I didn't understand why all of a sudden he was beating everybody up. I think they just like made a gesture like we're not gonna sell to this guy. Also, like why would you not sell him the gun? Not that, it... yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like, isn't that your business? Yeah. I think it was Dom just being like, "Oh, these guys, like, I'm gonna have to fight these guys eventually. I'll just, I'll just whip their asses now while I have the upper hand." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he bring he mentions the gun and then um, 
those like these two henchmen type thugs in the um in the waiting area yeah like step towards him and he just turns around and like knocks them both out with one punch like classic superhero dom and then this is really nice he like slides his arm through the wind like the little corona safety hole where the pin pad would go yeah and grabs the dude by the neck and just starts slamming him towards him into the safety glass yeah yeah that little and, uh, the safety between you and the covid yeah not dominic toretto's worst thing for covid yeah <laughs> um but then the, so, the one uh, guy that he doesn't beat up tries to come through the front door and then paul walker aka bry points the gun at him yeah. and then he's just like that's a bad idea and the guy's like oh like you're right yeah i'm out of here and just like walks away like imagine hiring that guy to be your like your bouncer <laughs> he just gives up that <laughs> and like, uh, yeah that be very disappointed and then they so they get the information they need he finds out that letty bought it but i'm like you already knew letty bought it right like she shot you with this gun it's only this type of gun you know letty shot it and like this whole scene was just to see how strong like Dom was, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brian on the way out just like uh, changes the the sign on the store like door to close. Um, classic little FBI move. Classic. Seemed, seemed pretty good. Um, and so then we're back at the weird guy scene. Letty and bad guy company show up and start shooting the shit out of the whole place. Um, they don't care about this creepy Dwight um, British mechanic. Yeah, and they're down to just kill him if they have to. They start just spraying guns at a window. Yeah, they're, this is wild. Chris, uh, what do you think about this? Just like this wild gunfight that ensues. Like really ramps up for the rest of the crew. You know, they weren't ready for this gun violence as much as Brian Me? Dom. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Bruce. yeah, it's a great little great little shoot shooting scene um the the british like guy they did choose someone like very british and like like just this rough london dude with his like gap teeth and everything and so like yeah. he's meant to be all undesirable so they get him they do, they do shoot him i think right by accident maybe yeah he gets killed he so gets yeah killed. it's like classic like he just like is this slime ball who like rats them out and then dies anyway and he's but just, yeah you can stuck. see the budget going up and up like we talked about, like they, they completely just build a full office room with like glass all around it and then destroy it. And the girls just, they just like don't get shot, I guess. Yeah, they're like tucked behind a motorcycle, I think. Yeah. And then there's like a thin <laughs> pillar. I remember she like crawls up beside and she uses that to kill the shoot back. And it's like, okay. And uh, so this is just when a bunch of fights start happening. Dom and uh, Roman start chasing down one of the guys from. Um, from Shaw's crew. They're chasing him on foot through the, the tube. Right, is that it? Is it the channel or the tube? The tube. Tube. Hey. Channel something else. That's the one Channel's from, from uh, France to France yeah. Britain, right? Um, and so there's like there's some wild fights happening right now. Letty and Hicks, like the Rock's assistant, just start fighting. And it is a wild fight. <laughs> like very violent. At and like you know, it's going good back and forth. And Letty, like, is using her handcuffs as brass knuckles. Which, like, imagine how much... Like, this this girl, she gets punched in the face like that. It's not even a scratch. Like, uh, but then Letty seems to have, like, lost the upper hand. And then it turns out that she's, like, knucking futz. And just tackles, like, 
the other girl just down like, this <laughs> huge stair set of stairs. <laughs> yeah, they went flying. I was thinking about like the stunt team that I was probably had to do that. Like, someone that had to actually flip over down that yes. stairs. That must have hurt so much. Dude, I think about that so often of just like I'm I'm watching an action movie and I'm like I know it's fake, but that person just fell so hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> like st- being a stuntman seems like the hardest job in the world. Yeah, I hope they get a stunt person. Hopefully, they got a bit of that uh that budget. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. That thirty million dollar budget. Well, like, do you think that their pay would even reflect like like how much would you think you'd get a million dollars if you're the stuntman for The Rock? No, nah, definitely Who's his not. cousin who looks exactly like him, by the way? Uh, for The Rock, probably. But then, at that point, The Rock's probably paying him, too. Have you guys seen this? His cousin... No. Um, is it is his stunt His cousin guy? looks identical. <laughs> Wait, is uh, legit his stunt, dude? Uh, Wait, I'm just going to stuntman. Oh, he does! What the heck? Is his cousin, and he and they look identical. Imagine how annoying it would be if you're like the rock hey. stuntman and like the Scorpion King and stuff like that. Yeah, and then he's just like, "Hey, cuz, bad news. I've decided I'm becoming a mountain." They're the same tattoos, dude. Yeah, well, he's just stunt. Like, the, imagine they're like, "Hey, I'll pay you. You get to be in every movie that's ever made from here on out, and you get paid for it. You yeah. just have to have identical tattoos to me." But well, just what is funny to think about maybe for those like the stunts for those girls there is a lot of stunt doubles if it's not like a big famous actor and so they get flown around with them specifically they would probably be still be making a day rate which is high but or like a um like a shoot day rate and so you might have done like only a couple stunts one day and then the next day you're doing a, like so many stunts but still getting paid the same amount so you could be at the end of a pretty like normal day for stunts and then they're like oh we're trying to get this pickup shot where you fly down the stairs down there in the subway can you manage that it'd be such a headache to have to like oh geez let me get my shoes back on oh my gosh yeah that chris have you done any stunt work no but we did a shoot with stunt men and women and so it was interesting to see them they were the stunt people from the movie it so they had done enough like jumping through windows and stuff they were pretty legit um, and stunt wow, people cool. are just um have you guys ever met like uh anyone who's like really into parkour like in the same way that some of us are like pretty into skating like no, that's just their that. hobby is parkour that's no. that's most stunt people is they're like active like parkour hobbyists that's, that's cool so that they like tr- they transferred it over that's awesome yeah that's cool and that because that, that's just like um you just need to know. Yeah, they would be <laughs> just so, like they'd be so good at like rolling out of anything like that. Yeah, the basic skills is you just need to know how oh, to oh, jump down those stairs. Saying that, I can't imagine the Rock's cousin doing any parkour. He looks too ginormous. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why the one stunt we've seen so far, which probably wasn't real either, it was but CGI. it's the, yeah, it was CGI, and it's him just falling belly like starfish through the air. Wait, <laughs> like there wasn't like his cousin in that jump. No, probably not. It it kind of turns into a little video game cutscene there. Yeah, quality wise. There's a few of those in this, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, Well, guys, do you want to take a cheeky little break? Yeah. We'll be back, and we'll we'll wrap this uh, wrap this thing up. Yeah, sounds good. Need some almond. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll be right back.
What up, everybody? It's your boy Bill here. Uh, just interrupting to let you guys know that the internet is still working. And on that internet, you can find the website foodbankscanada.ca. And on there, if you open up these clickety clacks, there's a ton of different ways to give. You know, you can donate, you can give monthly, you can host a fundraiser, you can dedicate your donation, you can volunteer. COVID's hitting a lot of people pretty hard, and it's going on. And if you're able to help somebody out and donate or donate your time, that is huge and super supportive. And it would be super cool. You'd be very, you know, Vin Diesel-like. You'd be living by a very cool code to go and help others. I think that's sick. And I hope you do. Hope you donate. That would be sick. Now let's get back to it. We're having a blast. You know, part two is always a banger. And we got C. Breezy, Willie Goodmack, and my man, baby grandfather, Chris Andrews. Let's get back into it. All right, our, we're back. Our energy is way up. I'm here. Bill yeah. is back, and he's bored. And I've Woo! got Chris and Chris and Will and Will. This is a big time. I can feel good. Let's get back into it, guys. Wow, this um, break did us great. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we've, uh, we're back. This, this movie is getting fucking crazy um shaw's just like a total dick clearly like i think that's well established here yeah we're getting bogged down in some of the details here but we find out that um braga is working with shaw that's what we found out from the girls um dealing with creepy dwight so brian knows <laughs> brian knows that uh braga's in la and so brian's like i'm going back to la Oh, I've been waiting for this scene, boys. <laughs> yeah. Will, take the reins, please. We've, we're, we see him fly back in a private jet to LAX, and he comes out of the private jet rocking a full orange jumpsuit going to prison, which makes zero sense to me entirely. <laughs> okay, He's good. good in He's That's good. Why. He's ex-FBI. He got banned from the FBI. Everyone hates him in the uh, any, any sort of system there and he uh he comes back and his partner from fast forward greets Stosniak. Stosniak comes back greets him gets in a nice little car drives over to the prison and Brian proceeds to punch him in the nose again Stosniak gives a little not again when he's lying yeah. down on the ground and <laughs> he gets put into solitary confinement which shows before Will, you were saying that we didn't notice the uh, the vans come from a lot of skater boys. Mm. One of my skater boys out there. How much did Brian look like a twenty twenty skater in his solidarity confinement Dude, outfit? A look has never been more in. Yeah, yeah he's rocking dickies. He's rocking a nice mm. loose shirt. He's rocking the slip on vans, and Ooh. he's looking pretty good. Dude, that's a prime outfit, yeah. Size 8.5 board with some ace trucks, large wheels, and he's ready to go. He's going to be wearing yeah. so many things on his way to the skate park. Yep. 
Wally. He, uh, we then see Brock. Got a piece of paper and, uh, yeah, sorry, Will. No, Uh, yeah, yeah. And folded a perfect paper airplane. Shouts out to the beginning of the film. Yeah, he also made a plane, dude. Where we also we got the foreshadowing of him being a good paper airplane maker. But he doesn't do anything. (laughs) He doesn't do shit with the paper plane. So God knows why that was put in. But love it. Maybe they were like too. He's just he traveled across the globe and he's just bored in his prison cell. Yeah, (laughs) and you know what? They warned him. They're like, man, bad idea. You're gonna get put in prison immediately. And here he is. But that was all a plan. Like, he brought in Stasniak. And Stasniak, like, they work some magic where he's basically like, hey, you've got until 9 a.m. tomorrow to do whatever illegal shit you're doing. And at 9 a.m., they'll run your prints. They'll find out that you're not Brian Spillner. You're Brian O'Connor. And boom, you're in jail for 25 years. If you're going to fake a name, wouldn't you fake your first name, too? They they give him a different name. I forget what it is, but I said Spillner because it was an alien. My, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, it was when Stosniak was on the ground saying, not again, where I really, <laughs> I really, uh, realized that, and I think that's where the turning point was for me for this movie. And I started to really, really love it because it wasn't taking itself as seriously as the other movies. Like it was just like, okay, we're not actually like a cool guy movie anymore. We're like a superhero movie. Let's start having some fun and making some like good jokes. And yeah, you know, it was almost like campy. Like it wasn't even really. It is really. I just thought it was hilarious that this. And then you, there's so many lines, and there's so many other things that. Uh, You're so right, Will. They do just fully shed the the mask of being a like serious movie, and they're just like, we're doing wild shit from here on out. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah, and speaking of wild shit, that uh, prison fight was pretty gnarly, really? actually. Uh, For some reason, I thought Brian was going to fold that paper plane up really sharp and then stab a guy in the neck because I've seen that in a different movie. You would think so, too, like the way that they focused on it. But I did think that um, that the paper airplanes were going to come into play at some point somehow. Oh, but you know what? Foreshadowing for sure. What's the last scene in the film? They're a bunch of cars up against a metal airplane. Spoiler. I also have in my notes at this point. Uh, in the movie, I just have all caps. This movie is far better. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have at this point, Phoenix is back and still sucks. Because we're seeing Braga explain oh, yeah. that he, as soon as Letty went undercover, Braga knew that because Shaw is so deep. Braga explains that like Shaw knows everything. You can't do anything without Shaw knowing what you're doing. And anything you do, he's doing it because you want him to. And it shows Letty being killed. But I, I just assumed that Letty, the way it was shown in the other movies, like, you just assume that he for sure shot her in the face like a total dick. But yeah. he's a bit, like, because he, you know, that's Phoenix. He's at cockfights. He's a total <laughs> dick. He's not the boss. Yeah. Uh, he just, he, like, goes to shoot her in the face, gets, like, soft stomach, and shoots her car instead, blowing yeah. up her nitrous. Mm-hmm. And she... Like just goes flying off into the woods, and he's like, "Ah, great." And See you later. Loses her memory forever. Also, who we saw that road where she got killed. Who found her body? Yeah, Shaw who, did. No, because he sees her in the hospital. Shaw went to the hospital. She, find her yeah, basically, somebody got her. It sounds like she probably just crawled to the hospital or something. Probably. Letty is tough. She is. Um. So yeah, that's when we find out that her memory's not wiped, and boom, fucking. Finally, it is FF 
fucking final. Yeah, here we go. And first off, right off the bat, worst music of any Fast and Furious night. For yeah. sure. Just generic, royalty free. And we get like a current. <laughs> we get. Yeah. <laughs> They need the budget was capped right at two two hundred seventy yeah. mil, dude. They yeah. didn't have a thousand k to drop on a track. They just had no. to. Um, refused to make a new one. Um, but then we also get like a two thousand thirteen relevant like mid range celebrity for a second as well out of the UK. Oh yeah, English Chris, break this down for yeah, us. Yeah, we get Rita Ora, who actually was radio okay. personnel for a while, and then. Now she's making music. She has been since around this time. But in 2013 would have been a peak for her, I think. She looks so cool. She does look cool. Very British. She's there with that. uh, This is London, baby. Yeah, she got that London accent. That accent was whack, though. It wasn't like, it wasn't true London, was it? It was just kind of all over the damn place. I think that is a South London accent. I might be wrong, but. Are you guys talking about the, like the starter? the girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. finally they moved i think they saw like in tokyo drift when it was just extremely handsome guy was the start of the race yeah. instead of just like girl yeah. throws bra in air yeah and uh they were like we need cooler people to start races yeah she seems <clears throat> so cool she well, did. I had, this actually sparked up and i had put in do you think he'd be a good start race starter question mark oh great question great question will yeah i couldn't be i don't especially you'll see rita aura here she does a really smooth turnaround to watch the cars go away i i'm not smooth enough to handle that i'd i'd hit my arm as i chris you need a half cab heel to look that way yeah (laughs) yeah exactly i just couldn't um things would go wrong i'd smack into one of their mirrors with my elbow it wouldn't be good Chris Andrews, I think you would be so good at it. Yeah, Chris Andrews would be good. I'd be hyped. But I, I have my money on Chris Andrews as well. I think he'd be so good. You're in like the Shamu splash zone of like those <laughs> those cars are heating up real damn quick, and you're like right in between the two of them. Chances True. are you're getting splinched every time, just like right in the knee. I do right want to point out as well that this um this serious scene here is probably the most music video-esque one we've seen yeah. yet. Like, they're in this big, like, perfect circle courtyard, like, somewhere in the city having an illegal racing party. And also, <laughs> not even that, they they don't even need to make it obvious. Or they're trying, they're not even trying to make it blend in to just be a scene in the city because there's huge LED panels placed up <laughs> against walls, like, yeah. around the circle, which would be the backdrop to a video, like, a music video. So I don't I don't know what the plan was there. They probably like started trying to make it look flashy and they're like, Oh, there's no going back now. This is clearly staged. Guys, we lost the budget on the song. It's gonna look whack. <laughs> yeah. David yeah. on like the turntables in the center. You know what, yeah. man? Yeah. I wonder if uh, Rita has a track on the soundtrack, because maybe this is where they shot the video for it the same day and Wow. Oh my gosh, imagine. Will you're pretty into uh, Rita Ora. Why don't you tell us? What do you mean? To her music? Yeah, aren't you? I thought you were a big fan. Yeah, Will's all uh, about her. Yeah, I really like her. She's awesome. Her song, um, Start the Screeching of the Tires, was really good. That was <laughs> you know what? I must have missed that one. Uh, uh, but it was, so, a, it was back album. Like, it was kind of a... Yeah, Deep Cut. Yeah, well, I, that's probably... Yeah. Also, um, sorry, no, Will, you go, you go. Chris, you go. Go ahead. Oh, stop. I just have, like, on my notes... Um, so, like, she clocked out of work. Sorry, just, like, 
before the scene, we're going back and we're going forward. So Letty clocks out of work, punches out. She's like, oh, I'm going to get some get some air or whatever. This is like her racing extracurricularly just for shit. Like she does this for her job, sort of. But then she's like, oh, I need to catch some air. I'm going to go race. It just like yeah. yeah, she went off. This is what she does on her nights off, I guess. From being they're just freaking car freaks. Yeah, but also yeah. risking it all again. So like the police obviously chase them because they would, and if, yeah, like what they're just risking like this little race where they could compromise the whole mission, which just to remind everybody means the whole world is gonna explode or something. Yeah, Chris, I I like that you always you bring the facts <laughs> yeah like, the fbis are trying to transport these cars how are they not looking after these cars yeah or the rock don't jump off of there man because what if you die and then the whole world explodes <laughs> yeah i like it i like that uh you really follow with us like you're on sure, boy this right, uh yeah. this racing too dom's wearing a sexy leather jacket which we've never seen Ooh. him in before as well oh yeah a hot look for Dom. It was. It would have been. Oh, no, you know what? Is that the same leather jacket from The Fast and the Furious that he pops up, Chris? Mm. When he, you know, when he parks his car and he's high, running from the police on foot because he's. I don't know, man. I got no idea. But this is the where we get a similar scene to the, <laughs> the, the Tokyo. <laughs> I have, the no, Tokyo I have no clue. <laughs> Not gonna touch that question, but uh... hey, well, I was brought in here. <laughs> I was brought in here as the guy who doesn't watch these movies. I'm not now drip correspondent. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Sorry, Will. Uh, go back. Watch so my pay grade. We'll pause it here and then uh, yeah. tell us if it is. Don't yeah. have to, Will. It definitely is the same jacket. Oh, right, perfect. Well, that was an easy answer. That's a you know that's child's play for our drip correspondent. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Uh, but this this yeah this is when Dom and Letty race and Chris, you you really loved this, but you know just through london you're a london london boy um i really like that dom's just like every time i start a car in a race for sure doing a wheelie now oh yeah how, why would i not <laughs> yeah you got stuff so yeah it's just crazy dom and letty race um just through the streets i don't know anything about like london's street layout one of you guys want to break this down well basically there's not much of a grid system so it's a bunch of like wider circles for the most part lots of like curved roads and they're all thin and tiny um there's two things i wanted to say about this the first thing is that we see one of these classic dom tricks of him just turning his car 180 degrees and continuing speed yeah he does that twice in this race and then they also um they're in like the center of london because we see them go through piccadilly circus um it takes them about two minutes of driving to get into like the outskirts of the city and they're at some sort of like secret behind a warehouse or something um i don't know like, it doesn't really matter but that's just not possible at all <laughs> like you can't yeah. <laughs> there's no way even with like if you can drive so fast to get around anything or pop up on curbs or whatever like you just couldn't get out there like you see no skyline whatsoever well they are just fast as hell yeah and, um and so letty and dom are hanging out letty can't remember dom at all and it's just like listen dog i don't remember you get out of here yeah uh, um and then Shaw rolls up, like, the moment Letty leaves. Yeah. And he starts talking to Brian, or, sorry, to Dom. And uh, they're talking, you know, family stuff. This is where he mentions his brother, Jason Statham. 
and um, their code and their family and how um, having a family makes Dom weak. And Dom being strong doesn't like that. No. Mm -hmm. Um, And then basically Shaw's like, yep, you're dead. And uh, gets a sniper to put that sweet, sweet red dot on him. And then boom, our dude now officially working with the FBI um, has a red dot on him as well. Puts a red dot on Shaw. We got a little, little Hobbs and Dom co-op. It's nice. Nice to see him working together. They're butts. Yeah. They're apparently in like, I didn't look anything up for this movie, but like, um, I remember hearing that they just can't stand each other. The rock and Vin Diesel. No way. Mm. Probably because Vin Diesel's like a smaller version of The Rock. Yeah, he belittles him. But The Rock, do you think like Vin Diesel was is like just so mad because Vin well, Diesel was like, like the bigger guy? Seems like Vin Diesel wouldn't get along with anyone to be totally. Yeah, I agree. Other than yeah, Letty, he, other than Letty, obviously. But uh, she, I, he just seems like he. I don't know. He doesn't seem like the nicest person. Like, imagine yeah. Vin Diesel, you're the muscle guy, and then you get out-muscled by a bigger muscle guy. There's nothing Pretty left for you in the franchise. Wait, is this the scene where Dom, like, pulls down his pants and they, like, share scars? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they're in yeah. <laughs> What did you think of that? It was just his manscaping. Yeah, I liked it. It was it was pretty funny. And I liked how their scars are not just similar. They are completely identical. Well, yeah, they got scratched by the same thing. Yeah, you know? I guess. You guys you guys all have that same scar when you try to kickflip a four set, but your board <laughs> scrapes your leg in that weird way. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, same, it's the same thing in the, uh, in the car culture, for sure. In the crime yeah. culture. Yeah, crime. They're they're beyond cars. They're yeah. straight up criminals. Pull down their low rise jeans a bit, and then just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you want to go diving? Not until we roll down these waistbands. Just yeah. a little jump back. Do you think the the drift through Piccadilly Center was a, a throwback to the Tokyo Drift in? Oh, hundred p. Yeah, we see this. They did shot. Like, they did the same shot of the above, and they also did it in the car when um, Letty's looking at Dom. True. Yeah. And there's yeah. people. There's not as many people, and they're not as badly CGI'd as we saw. But yeah, in Tokyo Drift, it's just like <laughs> there's just a bunch of circles and rectangles, like <laughs> yeah, being moved right out of the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, rectangular. The Tokyo, the Tokyo Drift one is like when you were playing old school like NHL on a video game, and they pan out to like the, the, <laughs> the stands, the stand where everyone is just yeah, just badly CGI'd. Yeah, all done yeah. the same motion. There's like three different character animations happening, like in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now, like, basically, a bunch of shit happens, but they find out that um, they're the the thing that they need to steal can only be at a certain amount of places, and they they whittle it down, and of course, it's somewhere cool, and they're going to Spain, and yep. you know this because the Rock goes. See ya in España. Yeah, and, like, he hangs up his phone. <laughs> yeah, and then he proceeds to drive to Spain. I guess in his yeah. humongous truck. But wait, we do see um the Rock for a second wearing the biggest combat vest of all time. <laughs> yeah, that thing was jiggling. It was. <laughs> it was so big, dude. Yeah, that was the first time I ever saw something jiggle on his body. Usually, everything's really skin tight, but that one was so big yeah. that it swayed as he walked. Do you yeah. want to break that thing down for us, Will? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it had a lot of pockets. It didn't look. Um, he looked uncomfortable in it, which I thought maybe he got it as like part of entering the new base. Like they were like, "Oh, you got to put this on," and they didn't have a regular, you know, the rock fitting outfit that he usually gets when he's back in America. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not much else to say. It looked like uh, it actually looked like someone rocking like a paintball vest back in the day. That's what. It yeah, like. it did. And then it was yeah, hot. It was hot look. They yeah. get to Spain, and then I think there's like 40 minutes left in the film of just two major action scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It is. Um, they're they're planning the job, and they're like, okay, we got to go here. Oh, we found shots, guy. And then Brian's like, no, guys. Braga said, don't do what you're supposed to do. Do something else. And they're like, oh, <laughs> where where's the microchip? And they're like, it's not even on the base. And then they're they're like. They're robbing the, they're hijacking the microchip. And you're like, well, yeah, duh, it's not at the base. They're not getting it from there. Like, um, but finally, finally, we have a hijacking, which I think is what really built this franchise. Yeah, you're right. And um, this time they're using the sickest, sickest cars and grappling hooks. Like, it's, it's really another level. Um, Chris, what did you, Chris Andrews? Yeah, you're you're a big budget guy. Like, <laughs> you break down this scene, like uh, walk us through this crate. This is the tank hijacking. Well, we're back and we we got bigger grappling hooks for sure, but kind of throwback <laughs> to when I guess it's the first film or the second film. You guys have a more recent memory of these ones, but when it it kind of brought me back a bit to the first films when they're just like in their cars stealing shit from the back of. Uh, yeah, the first Big. one they use a grappling hook, so, so that's what it's like. Really harkens back six yeah. movies. I think the first ever scene in Fast and Furious is them using a grappling hook to and rob like, a moving vehicle. Yeah, so yeah. they're just back to the roots. But sorry, go on, Chris. Oh no, that's yeah, that's what I mostly wanted to touch on is like why why the grappling hook probably the least convenient thing to like not a tool you're using more than once, let alone multiple times throughout the franchise. But I mean, big ups because the budget went off the damn hook for this grappling hook for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm curious how tanks work now. I didn't know they could accelerate so fast to turn. It's like containing truck into paper. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Dry. It can go 140 and it can also go 20 and zero. It's got three settings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. We've also seen some graphic scenes, but this one was pretty gnarly. It I was mean, pretty messed <laughs> up, dude. When he just turned over cars. Yeah. So so basically a quick breakdown of the scene for our listeners here. That Letty and uh, Shaw's crew are like mid-classic Fast and Furious heist. And they're heisting this like armored transport truck that's got this microchip in it. And, um, you know, our family, familia, if you will, they see this happening. They're like, okay, we're going to go intervene. And while they're doing all their um, kind of stuff to stop the heist, but also commit their own heist, a side heist, Mm. um, Shaw's crew, who got into the truck they were heisting, then drives out the front of the truck, like going faster than the truck was driving. Is that what it was, Chris? Yes. So they get like stopped by the grappling hook. Wait, are you talking about how the tank gets out of the truck? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it literally... 
the truck's at a complete standstill, I'm pretty sure. It gets stopped by, like, a wire, which, and then it, like, does, like, it almost flips, but it doesn't. And then they just accelerate the truck through the wall of its container. And then it also drives through, like, the oh, um, yeah. the cab of the truck that's driving it and just completely kills whoever's in there. And then he drives down the, down the road, just, he breaks into the oncoming lane and just runs over every car. Yeah, he's a total dick about it. Yeah. So I didn't know tanks were just so fast and so unstoppable. So, yeah, tanks are super bad, especially in Spain, I guess. Yeah. And, Spanish uh, yeah, Spanish tanks, worse than the Spanish flu. Um, <laughs> and these are the. <laughs> um, the uh, but these are for sure the best cars, best looking cars that have been in a chase at all, for sure. Since Spicers. And Roman's driving a sick Mustang, this this white Stang, and um, we see this tank running over like I don't know, like five or six cars, killing a bunch of like sweet little families, and then it goes to it hits Roman's car in the exact same way, like bump, like he gets in front of the tank, and then it bumps his car, but for some reason, like they go to shoot him with the tank, he hits the brakes, and the tank instead of running over him, just like just pushes him forward with the going the same speed as the tank. Yeah. <laughs> good like, call. Totally made, like, I was like, I don't understand it all. And it's like, oh, good. Here's more wire and grappling hook related things. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good. Um, Roman climbs out of his car, ties a grappling hook to the tank's um, barrel, I guess. Yeah. Long barrel. gun. The gun. Um, and it, he does a pretty, like, I don't know, not a great job. I don't think it would work. But um, so he ties this over and then has some sweet save to jump into Brian's car, into Brian's loving arms. Um, <laughs> Brian, to get there, just like, oh, I actually have written down, uh, Roman just watched Fast Five and he saw <laughs> how successful like the, the safe was of just dragging shit around. So he ties his car to the tank to act like an anchor. Oh, I would. Um, Brian d- jumps his car from like floating freeway to a different floating freeway, and it's fucking wild. And they show his vans again. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then um, they're like the tanks ripping along, and it's dragging the um, the now it's dragging Roman's car. And Shaw, the dick, is just like, all right, laddie, go outside of this tank that's going 140 miles an hour, and just take that steel braided cable that's hanging a car <laughs> off the side of a bridge, like. How strong, like, she's obviously, like, as strong as the rock. Like, if she's going to lift the, like, have you guys ever tried to untie something where there's, like, a weight on one side of the rope? Like, if it's just snagged gently, like, it's hard tying your shoes. Like, yeah. That ain't happening, fam. And she's going out to untie a tank from, a like, a Mustang? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Um, the film in, like, a few points, which, I, I mean, they don't need to do it, but, like, uh, remember like in, when we first see that grappling hook when he's like messing with it in like their like little back cave or whatever and they're like yeah this is like what the cable they use for like holding up bridges and stuff like so strong like there's a couple <laughs> points where they like need to like validate like the, like how much sense it makes and it's like baby I'm here for the ride like you don't need to tell me like, <laughs> I'm down for the cause I'm not trying to fact check if that cable yeah, they, also do, they also do a little cute little flash of the NOS tank that's yeah oh yeah what a good placement there they're like yeah. how'd you make this one better oh yeah, i yeah. spun in this canister <laughs> of nos yeah, yeah. that makes everything better including our human beings we drink it 
Uh, yeah, they're getting juiced up on it. Yeah, and then, so this this scene basically ends, like, the tank is now dragging a, like, beautiful classic car over the side of a bridge, and it's like, it's we know for sure what's going to happen. It's going to get snagged, and this tank is flipping over. But, oh no, Letty is on the outside of the tank. And so Vin, Vin Dom, sees this, and he's driving this. <laughs> I think a super bird. Um, it's like got this huge spoiler on it, um, and he's driving this car on the opposite for like opposite freeway with like I don't know, say fifty feet of open air yeah. in between the two freeways. Yeah. And he sees Letty on the outside. He gets out of his car going one hundred and forty, <laughs> and just like stands on the roof of his car and like aims his car at the side rail or the guardrail. Yeah, and just like. <clears throat> flings himself off of his crashing car at the exact perfect moment that her tank snags, even though like he can't see what that Mustang is doing 50 feet below, no but way. he launches himself perfectly in the air as Letty gets launched. And this is like the most CGI in the movie. Like they, they, they're like, yeah, obviously it didn't happen. You guys really have to put a lot of effort into this one. Like just, you know, slap it together. Like, um, they look for a bit like just like black shapes like but <laughs> dom launches himself into the air by crashing his car and he tackles letty out of midair and then they break their fall by smashing into another car on the other side of the highway it was awesome it was That's the so best sick. yeah and it was, sick as hell. It was nice. where the <laughs> well it was wild for sure. Where the realism stops is when right before all that happens, Dom gets her attention by yelling her name in the midst of like they're like fifty feet apart. That's true. Very yeah. funny. Babe. Hey. There's a lot like that that happens just in this movie. If you're in a car, anyone else near a car can hear you. It's like tying two kin tin cans together. Yeah, right? you're like, right. Car talk. If we're racing. I'm talking, you're listening. Yeah, you know? when they're just like shouting out the windows at each other, like, go right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but so that that ends, and they're back at like, so they're back at the army base now. Letty's with the crew. Um, and then it's show, they've got Shaw, you know, everyone's getting their pardons, everyone's feeling good, feeling great. Psych turns mm-hmm. out Shaw, the Dickens, got. Mia and family. Like he's got Mia. Um, I guess he didn't kidnap the baby, which was nice. Um, <laughs> it'd be too hard to shoot the, like all these car scenes with the car seat in the back. Like, yeah, true. true. Um, and uh, and then dude, now it's on. So Shaw's like, "Hey, let me go, or I'm gonna kill your wife." And um, Dom's like, "Yeah, obviously, we're letting you go." And the rocks even like, hey, we're letting them go, right? Like, I know how you guys work. Like, I was surprised by all of this because there's like the one sergeant guy who like straight up is like, well, obviously, like when he first explains like what the he can either do this or do that, and then the sergeant goes, well, obviously, one life isn't as important as the billions of people on earth. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, that does make sense. It sounds like a sacrifice that makes sense for the entire world to keep going. And then the rock pulls out the gun (laughs) and he's like, you know, makes a comment about how we're a family. And I like, I figured oh, they'll get their way out of this. But again, crazy idea, man. I would (laughs) have just risked, I would have risked maybe his son and wife could get away, but Hey, 
Because, I mean, they could have, te- like, they still had him kidnapped, so he wouldn't be able to send the signal that's going to say kill them or whatever, yeah. right? Like, he's still, like, they're planned, yeah. so basically they let him go, and um, right away, Tej, super hacker, he clogs up the lines or whatever, I guess. He's making a bunch of long-distance calls, so then there's no room for Shaw <laughs> to make this call to say, kill Mia. Yep. And, um but they could have just done that anyway, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I know. This whole scene, dude, was so silly. Like, that conversation, and then the sergeant even clarifying what the stakes are. And I was, as an audience member, being like, mm, totally understand. I see where this is going. <laughs> and then <laughs> The Rock just does something no, like, human in his position would decide to do. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah all right, see ya. But yeah. The Rock operates with, like, just, like, impunity all the time, right? Like, I'll say it right now, dude. The Rock, worst FBI agent of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> when he looks at him and just says, Ohana means family, I'm just like right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Ohana means family. Uh, also, <laughs> the guy who captures Brian's wife, we've seen him before in the film. He's the Hulk, but he doesn't turn green. No, he oh is, my gosh. He yeah, is, this guy is thick. He's just so angry and mean and big and bad. The so guys, enough foreplay. Like, this is what we were waiting for the whole movie. We saw the trailer and we went to the cinemas and we went to just see this last half hour of a plane just accelerating on the tarmac but never taking off. The longest, yeah. the longest runway there ever was. So, yeah, so basically, they blocked, um, they blocked Shaw's signal. He can't, he can't make the call. But they're like, where's he fleeing? He's on this army base and he's going the wrong way. And it turns out he's driving to just like a jumbo jet full of army shit. Mm. Um, and they're going to take off. And Mia, who I thought, like, because they just showed her being kidnapped at her house. But like, she was there, like, on that plane. So obviously, like, they kidnapped her so long ago. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think you would develop a relationship with this person? Like, she's obviously pretty nice. She's fluent in many languages. Like, you, and they're just like, mm, unlucky. Like, yeah, it's a wrap for you. But she, then they were going to kill her either way. Total dicks. Let's not dwell on it. Let's get into the plane. How does plane. everyone feel about this? Well, I'll be honest, dude. At this point, with a film like this, I get kind of like numb. Like, it doesn't really matter what I'm seeing. Like, I just feel the same as if it's, like, some sort of dialogue scene at the beginning where there's no risk or anything. Like, but that's just, I, that's my own problem. So I was, like, the um the previous chase was way more exciting to me. Um, I had a note in the first bit of the plane scene. They're, like, in the cargo area, and it's, like, a, the rock fights the big Hulk guy. And the rock jumps, like, 10 feet high for some reason. Yeah, because Vin Diesel, guys- like whole yeah like i have written down twin fight oh because, okay. like this is where everyone's fighting their shaw like evil counterpart like on the plane or on yeah. the road or whatever oh true. Um, but yeah so like vin and um or so dom and hobbs fight shaw and klaus who's like the rock's evil counterpart who looks exactly like the hulk Clown, and he does yeah. this crazy thing with his jaw before he fights that i wish i could emulate did you guys clock any of that? That I just I, he, I didn't he like cracks his neck and just like, <laughs> <oof>. <laughs> he's just ready. Hard to but, watch. But yeah, Chris, 
Dom lifts up. Um, oh, he Cloud. lifted him. Uh, After, like, so Shaw, Shaw's, like, beating up Dom. They're fighting. Shaw kicks Dom, uh, but Dom catches the kick and just throws him across the plane. Like, yeah. see you later. I'm out of here. And yeah. uh, and then the Rock's having a tough time fighting Klaus because he's quite big. And, um, like, Dom swoops under him to give him, like, a nice, like, um, like shoulder ride because I don't think he could see it at the parade. And um, <laughs> The Rock, who now couldn't see, was pissed. And, like, you're right, Chris. He went. It looked like he went from, like, the belly of the plane, like, catapulted 12 feet off the ground. Like, yeah. both these guys are over six feet. And he tackles him, like, in the middle of the chest. Like, or so, yeah. so let's say, like, he's not – The Rock jumps nine feet off the ground, lays this big boy out. It's yeah. – uh, but like team, other than that and a couple other things, like I genuinely don't remember too much from the plane thing. I remember um when she like the the girl from the Mandalorian gets the grappling hook to the chest and flies out of the plane. So brutal. Yeah. But, but I liked that because it was like simple and it worked. I was like, that would kill her. She's done. <laughs> yeah. And then and it also made sense. Like she sees the grappling hook on the ground, so she's like, Oh, I'll just kill her really quick, no problem. And then Don't need to fact check that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's the, we we have the sad bit with Han, but then oh, other just than that, no. Will, I know you're dying to talk about this. Other than those things, though, I don't have much to say about this. This was a bit of a blur. Mm. Yeah, the Giselle. Will, tell well. us how you feel. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm. I felt it a lot. I felt it a lot, man. It was intense. The uh, I, honestly, I do have to say, most of the film, I didn't understand why they were going back and forth with these grappling hooks for so long until they came to shooting at the wings, which again didn't really make any sense for why they were using the grappling hooks because it looked like they were just going to take off a bunch of planes or a bunch of cars hanging off the wing. Yeah, uh, yeah it's like an ornament. Like, looks yeah, like a Christmas little, ornament. Little, <laughs> yeah, little ornaments hanging off the side. Which would be uh, sick. That would be sick. True. Definitely. Imagine, like, bling on a plane is just other vehicles hanging off of it. <laughs> I do have to yeah, say... Yeah, we're obviously doing quite well. I do have to say that um, the... I was going to say this to, like, a little summary, but Han has, like... The, the worst luck in all of these movies, man. He's Go always, on. He's always dealt the worst hands. Like he, in, he gets murdered in the first one. He thinks. gets murdered in the first <laughs> one. Somehow he's back. We don't know how the timeline works at all, ever. But he's back. And then in um, Fast and Furious 4, he's in it for, let's say, about two minutes and then says he's going to go to Tokyo. And then in the last one, he was in it for a little bit. And then this one, he's saying he's still going to Tokyo. He always talks about Tokyo, but he's never actually gone. Yeah. Obviously, we see later in this one, he does go. But is the is the fear that they, there's like some member of the audience who, luckily, has only seen to- Tokyo Drift, and now they want to spoil their perfect Fast and Furious experience by watching Fast Six, and they're like, "I thought that guy was in Tokyo." you're right. That if was- you had only seen Tokyo Drift, you. You would be like, um, they kind of equipped you to enjoy the other films in every single one. They give you enough Tokyo reference. Well, that was me. That was me. You guys are, you guys are preaching to the choir. That was me. I, I only watched Tokyo Drift and now I've been watching all the other ones. And we always, and that's probably why I'm so caught up on it, is because I've said it so many times in my notes that Han is everyone's favorite character. It just has to be. Like, he's the best for sure, character. For sure. Truth. And, uh, and we see we actually do see a lot more in this movie of like his character especially running through the subways like he makes a couple smiles you don't really see him smile that much in any other movie that yeah. fight scene in the subway we kind of bl- glazed over it but roman and uh 
Han. And they track that guy down, and he just he beats up three pol- pol- like police officers, and then just yeah, like yeah, yeah. he just beats them up so badly. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and Han Han and Roman are just like, hey, let's not bring this up. <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. You really get to see those guys. Like, oh also, yeah, they're buds. Also, Roman and like especially when we first meet Roman, he's like unstoppable and badass, And like, he's like the rock in these ones and like Dom in these ones. But and now Roman is like the comic relief fumbling idiot, like shooting yeah. off, like um, grappling hooks and almost killing his friends. And he never actually really does anything smooth. I got a couple. Yeah. Of he's a real goofball. He's really, yeah. Except the, the, the last scene when they were facing the tank, his leap through the air was pretty legendary. Yeah. Well. But he yeah. shot the, uh, Oh yeah, when he's facing the tank, yeah, he did get it together then. But I thought you were talking about the plane for a sec, where he sh- he goes to shoot the flap and instead just shoots the wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we're out of here. Sorry. Yeah, they really make him turn into like you know the goofball, which I like because I mean we got enough buff mean dudes. Yeah, yeah he has a couple really good jokes in this movie. I, I laugh. Um, and so this scene goes on forever. There's a bunch of wild shit. Basically, everyone from the bad crew gets killed. Um, Giselle, a.k.a. Gal Gadot, she almost falls off of a Jeep, and then um, Han saves her. And Han, like, it's like, don't worry, I got you. And she looks at him, and they're like, boom, fuck yeah, we're moving to Tokyo and doing it. And and then she sees a henchman getting up from behind Han to shoot him, and she let she like lets go and does like the coolest move of like letting go and she's floating backwards at 140 miles an hour and shoots this other guy three times just like pow, pow, pow. yeah um, and it was just and then we just see Han so so bummed and it's hard um, Chris Andrews this is our last biggest budgetist scene of the movie did you love the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, the ridiculousness. And I mean, just the fact that they're like fighting the doppelgangers, I thought it was like, it was kind of tight. It reminds me of that Will Smith movie where he's like fighting a younger version of himself, which I mean, not, I haven't seen the film, but I heard that. (laughs) I was going to say, you saw that? No. You were the only person to see that? (laughs) It's on the list of the big budget films for Chris. But I don't know about you guys, but Gal Gadot's character in this is very unlikable for me but maybe i'm going in with the knowledge of her singing imagine like with <laughs> but she's yeah, just, yeah, yeah she's such a piss off in this film i don't know what it is about her character or maybe her but did you guys see the there's a tweet that was going around and it was just like when's when are we going to see the video of gal gadot singing fuck the police yeah <laughs> um she doesn't have the same gal she she's got like kind of like a she, she her charm seems like stunted in these movies almost. Yeah. Maybe but, mispassed. Uh, yeah, maybe. No like I don't know. I I she she is she's just so cool though. Like even in this movie, maybe that's what makes her unlikable. Yeah. But I don't dislike her, but I um, like I like the next scene quite a bit. I'll tell you that. The old house. So yeah, yeah. so basically um like everybody just jumps out of the plane as it's taken off. Um, and every, and like sh- Dom stays on the plane. He like throws Shaw out of the plane. He like causes him to crash his car 
And then that plane crashes. Everyone groups up. They realize that Giselle, Gal Gadot, isn't there. Super sad for Han. And then they're just watching, like, an on-fire plane. Like, so on fire. Like, all we're seeing at this point, like, even 10 seconds into this fire is, like, just the structure of the plane. And yet, like, two and a half minutes later, Dom, like, walks out, like, perfectly fine, uncharred, holding this um, this microchip. Yeah. And he, you know, he's like, full pardons, shaky, shaky at the rock. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know the deal. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, boom, Chris, this is it. We're back at the fast and the furious Toretto yeah. house. I like how, like, you know, six international criminals, murderers, they get full pardons. And, yeah, they're just outside having a barbecue. Like, they can do whatever they want now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And they're all just driving. Like, they're, they like cars, but they don't, they only liked working on cars when they couldn't afford to buy a car that had like 30 Italian guys build it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because now they're at the same address because Hobbs is like, What's it worth to you, Toretto? And he's like three seventy two. And then it cuts to like their old house, and their address is like three seventy two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that thing's worth like billions of dollars. You blew it. But I guess they all have like <laughs> Dom's holding us say nine million from the the wager, give or take. Brian and Mia are set up. Brian, he won that like that extra three million dollars in that race. Plus, you know, dual incomes, only one little kid. So Brian's <laughs> worth like $24 million at the beginning of this movie. Plus yeah. a penny. Now he's allowed back in America where he could probably get like a seventy five grand a year working for the FDI. Like, yeah, man. He's set up. So there's a lot happening in this scene. The whole crew's there. Yeah. They're driving whips. Everyone's happy except Han. They're drinking, ever... they're oh, drinking Coronas. Yeah. And wearing white suit, and they're having a good time. You can't tell, yeah. They're like, it's family, baby. They're there. They're having a good time. They saved the world. They did it. They're they're barbecuing again, which looks really tasty. They're eating it on top of a table that's stacked on top of rims from a car, which is very cool. Yeah, it is cool. And uh, yeah, they're having a good time. The Dickie shirt, again, have to mention it. Finally, we're back here, eh, Will? Yeah, I, I've just only been waiting. I've been on here for a few hours just to talk about this shirt again. I hope so. So um, that's it. That's that's the Fast and Furious Six. Woo! Uh, it was a wild ride, Chris. <laughs> maybe too intense for you, Chris Andrews. Maybe not intense enough. Turn that shit mm. up. Yeah, <laughs> turn it up to eleven. Right? Also, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. So bittersweet because you know, even though we see this BBQ going down, that. Fast Seven is coming, so it's not going to be all like rainbows like this forever. Yeah, yeah. So, so the rock we're having the barbecue with the family, rainbows in this, and then the rock shows up, and um, Roman goes, "Oh, somebody better hide the baby oil." And the rock's coming up and goes, "And well, you noted this that his delivery has really improved since his last like." final scene one-liner yeah uh and he goes "Ooh, better hide that big ass forehead or something like that (laughs) and they really like throughout the whole movie they really went in on roman like hey man you got a big ugly forehead and we're we're gonna keep bringing it up um (laughs) one note that that was an improvised line and that that spit of the beer was uh genuine from luda wow improvised from the rock no it was improvised the the baby oil Oh, maybe then. So maybe the Rock came back at him 
improvise as well. Look at that. Wow, a little back-to-back Jack from our Rock group. has turned it on in this movie. Trim's I like fired up. He shaved off that long goatee when TCB. Yeah, yeah, he trimmed up the goatee. He's having a good time. He's making jokes, and he's wearing a nice tank top. He's having a good time. Well, yeah, this is, so that's it. The movie's wrapped up. We know there's another one because post credit scene, we see Shaw, a.k.a. Jason Statham, kill Han. Will, you must have loved going back to Tokyo. Um, Big fan Chris, of that, yeah. You love the after credit scenes because you're an after credits guy. Yeah, and also we know there's gonna be another one because these don't end and they'll be there forever. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so will we. Yeah. So um Will, good boy. Yes. Do you wanna give us your fit of the movie and then um your a quick summation, because Chris Brown's on a tight sketch. Yeah. But just uh fit of the fit of the movie and uh your score for it. In the movie, we spoke about it right off the bat, but we're going to have to go to our boy Dominic Toretto with the Hell yeah. three for three. white tank top, obviously a nice pair of True Religion jeans, and a, <laughs> <laughs> and a nice Dickies, uh, Dickies overthrow shirt with a nice Toretto logo on it. He's looking good. He's probably wearing Timberlands too. We didn't see his feet. He's having a nice time. Uh, that was my fit of the movie. Set runner up for sure. This is a little bit of a biased opinion, but probably has to go to Brian when he's in solitary, looking like mm, a nice gator. He looks cool as hell. Looking Give like, him a rolled up toque and he's there. He's about to do an impossible. It's having a good time. He's gonna have a good time. And uh, yeah, my little summation. Uh, are we doing spinning rims? Well, hell yeah, we're doing spinning rims. It's what do you think this is, man? <laughs> All right, right. I'll break down a few of the, the of my favorite parts. I did love the baby oil jabs and jokes throughout the entire movie. That was really good. Um, shows that The Rock has a little bit of a comedic bone in him. Hopefully, maybe not. Uh, this also moved. This movie had a lot of emotional turmoil, which I was impressed with. We saw a couple of moments where you know they were showing some rain, uh, and I have to say. Uh, yeah, but seriously. I have to say, next to Tokyo Drift, this is probably my next runner-up favorite. Mm, good call. So what scores it got, Will? I'm going to go with a nice, modest, three spinning rims, baby. <laughs> beep, beep. Having a good skirt, skirt. Out of a possible score? Uh, out of a possible score of five. Chris Andrews, now that you know it's out of five, why don't we know what you think of this movie? Wow. Wait, where does the fifth ring come in? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a great it's question. Tire, right? <laughs> that so is. If it's a Jeep, it's on the back gate yeah, door thing. And if you're driving a sedan, it's in the trunk. That's yeah. fair. It's the hidden oh. one. Uh, We've so never had a movie get five, so we don't know. Yeah, we don't so know favorite, favorite, film, or favorite part of the film? I mean, least favorite part, yeah. maybe. Yeah, just uh, break it down what you liked and uh, what you what you'd score it. Dude, I loved it. It was sick. Uh, honestly, really good movie. Probably one of the better movies I've seen during quarantine. I've watched a lot of movies. Wow, uh, you're having fun. Yeah, you're yeah. watching this. My my favorite scenes. I mean, hey, all the, the dialogue. Yeah, the racing scenes just brought me back. So I'd have to say those. The worst scene was when they would go to that car auction. We. We should have cut that shit. We're already at two hours runtime. We could have cut that. Nobody would have. Yeah. And the watch one, just anyways. Ooh. Hell yeah. Fuck all that. Just they have nice cars. And I think we see that in the next movie. They're like, we don't have to see you guys get the cars. Here's a, here's a, a warehouse full of ball and whips. Yeah. We need to get ruthless in the editing bay. Um, anyways, 
I'm giving this, ooh, out of a possible five that you have on a standard car, I will give this, I'll give this a four, I think. Hell yeah, yeah. we are ramping up. This is a high score movie. These are, this is quality. This is filmmaking. You know, this is an experience. Chris Brown, what did you experience watching this movie? Nazia? Um, yeah, dude, like, you know, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, um, yeah, it's fun. It's fast, furious, but it, uh, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense a lot of the time to me and too much action for me, you know, but hey, um, I realized something though. I want to give this a one rim, but that for it, that watching this one has made my rating go up for number five to, I think two, because I realized oh. a few things about the previous film. Uh, that it just kind of had it was just genuine like generally more interesting with the <laughs> plot and like there wasn't as much like stupid behavior going on so, and i didn't re and i thought there was enough of it in the last one until i saw this and then the so i i would like to go back a week and turn up my last rating from one spinning rim to two spinning rims for fast and furious five hey. and i'm gonna get fast and furious six one spinning wren and a broken tail light. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> Holy. Wrapped up tight. Chris, that the, you're honestly, you're doing the world a service by just even watching these movies. <laughs> yeah. It's you're doing a lot, doing a lot of good. Um, well, you know, a lot of high scores, two record breaking scores. I think, well, do you remember what you scored Tokyo drift? I think I gave Three it a half. No, I think I gave it a four. A thick, thick four. Yeah, three and a half. Uh, Tokyo drifted good. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's the best yeah, in the franchise. But for sure, I mentioned this um, in a group text earlier that this is for sure my top three. I think it's like Tokyo Drift, maybe the first one for just all the nostalgia, and then this because it's like, you know, we're fully on board with just legit going crazy. Yeah. And this movie is just down. The Rock is bigger. Vin is looking thick and chopped up. Like, he is looking great in this movie. Um, a lot of good fits. The stunts are so entertaining. Like, um, ragdolling yourself to catch another person while going 140 miles an hour is so fun to see and unprecedented. That's love. And, um, yeah, I'm going to give this movie a thick, thick four. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I said this before. I'm probably going to go back and watch this. Wow. So, yeah, this is a high-scoring Fast and Furious movie. Like, this is, this is you know, this is the direction we're headed. So, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what's in store. <laughs> Dude, and here's the thing, man. I'm so not happy because you were right. They became superhero movies, and they're about to become Transformers movies. Yeah. Like, oh God, <laughs> just a bunch of robot dinosaurs fighting. Basically, yeah. man. After some of the stunts in this one, jeez. Well, dudes, this has been a freaking blast. Chris Andrews, uh, do you have anything you want to plug or have anything that you want people to check out? Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, keep your eyes out for the new Fast and Furious coming out in the fall, I believe. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah, dude. Got Hell bumped yeah. to 2021. Oh, sorry. April. 2021. Yeah, um. Yeah, keep your eyes on the road, I guess. Watch out for the next Fast and Furious. 
Hell yeah, they're all on Netflix now. Yeah, yeah dude, I want to plug Netflix.com. You can stream movies <laughs> all around the world, TV shows whenever you want, and including all the Fast and Furious movies. Check they're, it out. They're listening to us. They saw that we got the Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. there's no explanation uh, for that, dude. That's so bizarre. Yeah, well, guys. People wanted was, it, it after this. They were just like, damn, absolutely. I can't believe we can't watch that. Your boys are giving them a taste. So, Dem Franchise Boys, Chris, Will, you. this has been a freaking wild time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we'll see you on the next one where I can't remember what happens, but it's definitely <laughs> going to have a rock in it. It's going to be insane. Yeah. Holy. All right. Peace. 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 Step it up, find something new. You're boring. <laughs>